0: Welcome to Opinion Havers, a movie podcast for Paul Anderson. I'm Tyler. I'm Cody. And I'm Tyler. And this is the Opinion <laughs> Havers.
1: Cody, what do we watch? Tyler, Cody, and Tyler, the three opinion. <laughs> Cody, Tyler, and his two personalities.
0: Yes. <laughs> Taylor, as they like to call me at work. <laughs>
1: Tyler, oh, man. What did we watch?
0: I just asked you what we watched. I'm the host
1: here. I got distracted by the Tyler thing. I didn't know if Tyler asked me or if Taylor had asked me. I don't know. We We watched Resident Evil. Yeah, we did. You finally did it to me. It's been been a year or two since you've been pushing this one.
0: I've been, I put it on the device or the machine. Sorry, the device is your thing. The machine's my thing. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, it's, it's been there, it's been there lurking the whole time, looming large, just, just waiting, waiting behind a corner to jump us. So Cody, do you want to, do you want to try to give, give us a a synopsis of the film? Just quick, spoiler free, you know, just for all the friends at home, all the opinioners at home. Uh, I'll try
1: so. Resident Evil is a movie about a mysterious female protagonist played by Biela Wachowski. That, her, in which a secret science lab has some sort of mysterious outbreak and a team must investigate to see what done darn happened. Is that that spoiler-free enough?
0: Uh, Yeah, sure. It's hard
1: because it's like... Number 1 is based off a of video game. Number 2 is 20. The movie's 20 years old. So it's like but like the movie I knew more about the plot of the movie than I should have because I know what Resident Evil is, you know? But like imagine a child, a sweet simple child who has never heard of any of these things watching this movie. I don't want to spoil it for them,
0: you know? I uh, I mean, I know. I know what you mean. Mhm. You know? I never I never been a huge fan of the Resident Evil games. Mhm. But boy, howdy, have I seen all the movies, Cody? I got them I all. believe it. Steel book. I believe I played the have. games. Who hasn't? Losers. That's who. All right. But we've all seen the, all the movies and we've played all the games. All right. That's what we know. That's the position we're coming from. All right. <laughs> Cody, how did it go for you? How did it, how did uh, it tickle you know, your
1: pickle? I didn't think it was great. Um, I thought it was kind of bad, but I will give it credit for this. Um, There were a few elements where I was like, these elements of this movie and story are way more advanced than it should be for an early 2000s video game adaptation. And I will dive more into that in my as we get past into spoiler territory. But, you know, but I will say this pure early 2000s aesthetic, you know, and that's what we go to Paul Anderson for, you know?
0: Yeah. Paul Anderson is probably, you know, you know, I'm sure he stands by and loves these movies so much, you know, and just really they're 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 a labor of love and he loves them, you know, and we love Paul Anderson for making them
1: right. I'm so mad that his name is Paul Anderson. You know what I'm saying? Like, how dare he?
0: Cody, his name's Paul Anderson, all right? That's But it's so
1: rude to the other Paul Anderson. Cody, I can't how think dare of two you. more different filmmakers with the exact same name. <laughs> That's <laughs> makes me mad every time.
0: What you should be mad is that they probably both think that they're exactly the same level of quality when they come to making movies, all right? Yeah. Based on like the uh the, the 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 post-credit, not post-credit, what are are they talking about? Like behind the scenes interviews and stuff? They probably both think Mm. like they're hot stuff when it comes to making these movies and they know what they're doing. Well, like one of them frequently collaborates with
1: Daniel Day-Lewis, one of the greatest actors of his generation. The other one made eight Resident Evil movies. You All right. Now, saying? hold on
0: now. Let's say, I'm going to put it this way. Daniel Day-Lewis, you said this before. I'm calling it out right now. Saying Daniel Day-Lewis is say, saying he is the best actor is like saying Ditto is the best Pokemon because he has Replicate or whatever. Whatever that he has where he can turn in any other Pokemon. That's what you're saying. You're saying the one that is like nothing. He's got nothing. He's got a creepy face and people make comics about doing weird stuff with him. That's what Daniel Day Lewis is, all right. He's the ditto of actors, all right. He's not Charizard. Wait, but boy, but howdy! Wouldn't that make you the greatest
1: can, actor of all time if no. you can replicate any other person?
0: No, no, Cody. No, we're talking about. I need you know he's never he's never out here tearing his shirt open, dousing himself in oil like Charlton Heston. Charlton Heston was damp in every movie he was ever in. Cody, do you know how hard that is to play Lawrence of Arabia? in the desert and be damp the whole time. All right, Cody, you're in the desert. Moisture is at a premium and you manage to look damp for 14 hours or however long all the Charlton Heston movies are. All right. Daniel Day Lewis. I don't even know who you're talking about. Is that frigging Voldemort? Who are we talking about? I don't know. All right. He's out here. Is he alive? All I know, I know one movie he's in where he made dresses and hit his wife who was like 30 years younger than him. Okay. So, how dare you, okay? He's in that Lincoln movie. You think movie, it's appropriate so don't to arrange like-
1: some kind of a duel for Paul Anderson's to be like, all right, one of you's going to have to die? And whoever survives is Paul Anderson.
0: Let's be real, though. Let's not do that because there's one Paul Anderson coming out of there, and it's not the one you want coming out of there, Cody.
1: All right. One of them's got... <laughs> You're saying it's the one that's directed all the action movies? The one, the the one, one that's gonna, like... The one win. that's
0: going for the... He's going... He's going to rip off... Not one the of one them's going to rip the other one's nuts
1: that had nothing to do with either licorice or pizza. Yeah, no. Let me tell you, for a movie with pizza on the cover, I didn't see the meat pizza once, and I never saw a single piece of licorice. Do,
0: do they not say licorice pizza at least once? I don't think so. Oh, I thought that, <laughs> I that was about eighty percent.
1: sure they didn't. Bailey was just complaining about that movie the other day. We were talking about the different kind of movies she likes. We like, you know, how different we are. She was like, "What's that one stupid movie? <laughs> like licorice pizza." <laughs>
0: Oh man! Okay, I, I'll I'll say this. <laughs> I googled Paul Anderson, and an English actor came up. So I guess we're both wrong as to which one's the best. He's well, why the do you best think one? they
1: both have middle initials? Because <laughs> because someone else in the guild has their name already. Got P.T. Anderson, P.W.S. Anderson. I mean, come on. What happens when like? Oh, hold on. W.S. Don't tell me it's Wesley Snipes. Is it Paul Wesley Snipes Anderson? If it's so, I, I see the point. He is the greater of the two.
0: I mean, probably, you know, I wouldn't put it past him. All right. Just you saying that <sighs> it's it's William Scott. All right. But you know what? Just you saying that he's That's probably changed too. it to Wesley Snipes. All right. Paul oh, Wesley Snipes Anderson.
1: <laughs> oh, man. So, Tyler, what else else we got to say? Did you, I don't even, did you even say whether or not you like, you've seen them all, obviously you liked this movie.
0: I'll tell you right now. uh, So, I have firmly put these into trash movies. All right. This is a series of movies we call Tyler's trash. And it is. Yeah. I was like this. And when I I was done with this movie, I was like, what happened? Because I remember the later movies. Cody, you've not seen any of the movies, any of the Resident Evil movies,
1: correct? I mean, I've seen like five minutes of like one or two of them. Like right, just let me random. tell you, Cody,
0: you're not prepared. All right. Yes. It goes off the rails immediately. <laughs> the next movie, different movie. Same cast, same director, same writers. As far as I remember, it goes off the rails. This movie, this, wait, very just so part. Is
1: Paul W.S. Anderson
0: direct all of them. Yes. Did you say that? Yes, sir. Okay. This is his so baby. That's all
1: he's been doing the last
0: twenty yeah. years. He he I, latched onto this. People loved him, and he kept going. And people just latched onto me.
1: the teeth of
0: Ooh, <laughs> uh, what's he, her name his wife, who I don't know if they're still together, but uh, him and Mila did marry. They were married. Hold on. Shut up. Hold on. Cause that's the same thing
1: as the underworld director. He was like married to Kate Beckinsale for a while. And then they got divorced and they still made like two more movies together or something. What what is this?
0: I think in the time, is
1: this like a fetish? Is it like a move, a very specific fetish where someone is a movie director and they marry a person, then they divorce them, but they keep making a film franchise. I know there has to only be like three people that fall into that.
0: Sorry, Cody, I I misspoke. They are still married.
1: Mila Jovovich? Yes. I I can say her name right if I'm looking at it.
0: Oh, yeah. Otherwise,
1: I'm like, there's an M and there's a Vich. Here's
0: a fun fact, Cody, before you slander this lady. She is from Ukraine, all right? Well, she's from the Soviet Union, Is where she was born. Yeah. In Kiev. Kiev? Yeah. No, don't, don't be out me. here don't say Kiev. you know i don't kiev. know you right. know i
1: don't know the right way to say it here we and go you cody. Know i've
0: asked people and <laughs> no no i have this no no i've said it cody i said it wrong just now all right i will say this right now i've asked people who lived in ukraine for a while and people who speak ukrainian okay and russian kiev which is how most news agencies say it is the russian pronunciation of the city kiev is the ukrainian so if you say Kiev, you are outright supporting Russia's invasion, and I will call That's why you out. I'm on so that confused
1: because I always heard it said Kiev, but Kiev I'm like, is Russian. You like pro Ukraine in this, as Americans,
0: yeah. So if you <sighs> say it Kiev, you support Russia invading Ukraine. If you call it the Ukraine, you support Russia invading Ukraine. Well, let's call. It, I'm just going to call everyone out right now. Only three people listen to this. Yeah. And they probably all support Russia. So now we've lost our three listeners, but that's
1: fine. I've got ancestors from Kiev. And so I'm probably like second cousins to Mila Jovovich, which yeah. makes Paul W.S. Anderson my dad. Your daddy. Dad. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. And if anybody sends me a video of the president of uh, Ukraine say, pronouncing it Kiev, then, you know, stand by it. Also, how are you going to have the Vladimir and Voldomir be the Nemesis, all right. What is that with anyway? We're not talking about that right now, Cody. We're talking about Resident Evil, aren't we? (laughs) Are we not? (laughs) I just noticed that she's from that. I was like, Cool, she was born in the Soviet Union. I was like, That Cody, let's talk about this for a second. Soviet Union, not that (laughs) far in the past, isn't that crazy? It feels like it was so long ago. Yeah, I mean, it was
1: before I was born, right? So, in some ways,
0: it was that long ago it was but it, you know but like it, also it, feels wasn't, like it should right? be. should be longer let's let's say it right now let's just say let's agree as a as a country as a nation as a as a global community right now Soviet mm-hmm. union fell in 1957 all right let's just rewrite history together right now if we all believe it i've seen doctor <laughs> who if we all believe it strongly enough it becomes real okay yeah
1: no, so that's
0: true you didn't like this movie i was actually surprised history is just the stories the,
1: we tell ourselves you know what i'm saying
0: I was surprised at the quality of the film, actually. Really? Yeah. Like, I was like, oh, well, this is like, this is a movie. And then it firmly, I'll just warn you, it firmly goes into B movie after this. Actually, I wouldn't say, I would say the Resident Evil movies after this are the King B movie. really. So it's like they are a, A, they're like a, you know, like a list movie budget and effects and all this other stuff. But with a solidly B movie attitude towards the movie. All right. And so that's why I love them so much. They're awesome. And I feel this is kind of, I guess you could argue the same thing. But everybody all this time, Cody, they've been saying, when are we going to get a good video game adaptation? And they're like, Sonic did it. It broke the curse. I think Resident Evil broke the curse. Would you say that this is a terrible, like, this is a trash movie like Mortal Kombat? Or is this far and away better? Are you going to
1: besmirch Mortal Kombat? Are you telling me the same guy who... (laughs)
0: do not sorry
1: you're just you're out here talking trash on my favorite movie as a six-year-old
0: all right let's go Far watch it right now Cody let's go I dare you sit through it without once looking at your watch all right
1: <laughs> hey it's not that long <laughs> it's not
0: man that long. it's a good if that's your defense of the movie that's a good movie right there. <laughs> it's not
1: your soul is mine what a great movie <laughs> what a great thing for a seven-year-old to watch once a week for a year <laughs> <laughs> so, uh all right tyler all right all right all right, all right i mean it's right. just it's a good thing that like i started getting into like better movies because the trajectory i set myself on as a seven-year-old i really i could have been here i could have been the resident evil fanboy you know the underworld guy all right tyler i'm ready i'm okay. ready to get into it we have to
0: cody hop on hop on my yeah. tank train thing and this let's, let's just cruise on down to sport the the spoiler, the spoiler zone high, a uh, spoiler, spo- the spoiler nest. It's like the hornets. It's a hornet nest underground. There's a lot. of mm-hmm. well, Let me tell you, there was a miscommunication as we're, as we're riding this train. Now, let me make one thing clear. There was a miscommunication with the contractor. There are a lot of hornets in the spoiler nest. Okay. Uh-huh, okay. Because I said, I wanted yeah. like a hornet's nest and they said, got it. I understand exactly what you want. And then they just filled it with hornets. And that's not what I wanted. What I wanted was the shape, but just I need you to be prepared. Okay.
1: (laughs) I did what you asked. I got the Hornets loaded in there. You're good to go.
0: (laughs) It's too late. We can't go back. The budget's been spent. I hope
1: it's enough Hornets. (laughs) It's only about 300. I hope that's enough for what you need. Uh, All right. Tyler, here's my question to you: Do you wanna do you wanna ramble first, or do you wanna ramble second?
0: Let me ask you this: I do you have a ramble, or do you need me to to remind you what the movie's about? I've so got enough ramble. to
1: ramble on, and then nothing to talk about after, probably. So, because
0: <laughs> I, I mean, I feel like I can I can rebuttal a lot, or I can remind you what the movie, uh, you know, which video game this movie is based on. If that's <laughs> if that's the level that you're at right now. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Why don't I go first and then you can you can all right you, know, you can out be outraged. Okay. So you just you just okay. hush up and I'll I'll, I'll, I'll go. And once it, you go. Know, are you ready? Are you prepared? Are you doing it? Are you Yeah, I'm ready. Okay, I'm here ready. we go. Ready? Let me do one. Cody, let me tell you, this movie, I thought I came into this movie thinking, Oh, Cody, this is what's gonna kill the pot. Cody's gonna hate it. And I ended, I was like, that movie's actually like for like a a 90s horror thriller-like movie, I was like, that's, pr- that's as good as any other horror movie that wasn't, like, one of the two best ones to come out of, like, a 50-year period. Because as everybody's always like, oh, but what about this thing? What about this thing? What about that thing? It's like, yeah, cool. You've picked three movies out of 20 years of movies, okay? Let's just admit that most movies from the past are bad. That's why you don't remember them, okay? This movie gets remembered, this franchise survived, all right? Don't try to shut me down. Don't give me that look, Cody, just because God tried to strike me down just now for saying that, okay? <laughs> it's fine. Let's talk about this. Let me get real with you for a second. This is a movie from 2002 with two ladies on the front, and they were the leading people, all right? They're the leading actors. actors is, is Mila Jojo jo- Jovovich and uh, Michelle Rodriguez. Michelle Rodriguez, let's talk about her for a second. Cody, I hate Michelle Rodriguez, but I love her in every movie. She wins me over every time. I hate her for, I don't like the character she plays every time she wins me over. I'm like, oh, it's her again. By the end of the movie, I'm like, get him, Letty. You know what I'm saying? Like, I I don't know how, I don't know why, every time she wins me back, okay? And, you know, shout out to her. You know, they're out here, they're doing it, all right? One of them went on to bigger and better things. There's no doubt about that. But, you know, can we honestly say that Fast and Furious is better than Resident Evil? Honestly? Sure. But, you know, (laughs) whatever. Okay. Okay. So, let's like, the movie, let me tell you, I watched a lot of the the behind-the-scenes stuff. I watched a lot of, like, the, the interviews with them talking about how they came up with the story of this genius. And I'm like. That's when I came up with this like man they did it they really made a good they made the good video game adaptation this is as good as the Resident Evil movies it is a perfectly like it hits the same notes it has the same level of disp- suspense they even like referenced how often they tried to use the same shots and everything and like there's lots of shots where I didn't even really notice that then they showed them right where he like anchors the camera up in like the corner of the room and gives you that top down perspective to like say oh Something's about to go down to so where like if you have played the game a bunch, you feel like this level of uneasiness as they're like going through an area and you're like, oh, no, this thing's about to happen. And he's like, I'm like, oh, my gosh, Paul Anderson for the types of movie he makes is a fantastic movie maker. And that blew my mind that he meant to do all these things and like him outlining it and everything. I was like, oh, my gosh, he actually that's like he could be great. He could be fantastic, Cody. But he chooses to make *Resident rest evil movies. What is happening, Cody? Like what? Look at me in the eyes. It's like those people who make terrible movies and then they're in a good movie. Or it's like it's like T-Pain when he went and sang for the kids and everybody's like, oh, and then everybody's like, you have the voice of an angel. And he's like, what then? You guys thought I couldn't sing. <laughs> I, I chose to use auto tune. That's my thing. All right. But everybody thinks T-Pain can't sing. But he can. It's like Post Malone, voice of an angel, face of a gremlin. All right. Like, right. <laughs> so, like you know, these people who like just choose to do something weird when they could be amazing. But if you think about it, you know, what you think Paul W.S. Anderson, I'll stoop to calling him W.S. If he's going to come out and try to make these fantastic indie movies that he's going to stand a chance. No, you nerds are going to crucify this man for Daring to have the same name as Paul Thomas Anderson. Paul Thomas Anderson works with what's his face, who was in like all these movies that no one knows he was in because you never know it's him playing the character. He had re- all I know is he retires. He's freaking Tom Brady of actors. He retires every year after every movie and he never does retire. All right. Go to this game. Let's talk about this movie again. Let me circle back. Let me bring you back here. Right. Here's the train of thought like bringing you back. Okay. <clears throat> this movie. Like, they nailed it. They nailed the vibe of a horror game with the zombies. they Oh, they got it. The zombies, Cody. The T-Virus, okay? That comes, that's in the games now? That came from the freaking movie. He invented that. He invented the T-Virus, all this stuff, like the, the story behind it. Like, in the games, there's no, I'm pretty sure there's no explanation of it. Because the, in the, uh, in my deep dive, I didn't. <clears throat> that's where I was like, no, they said the T-Virus and the thing. And then my deep dive, they're like, nope, that came from the movies. And then they adopted it into the games. What? This movie's so good. It could make the games better. Maybe the game's different. I played the VR game, Cody. Not scary. Tyler,
1: right? I'm going to have to cut you off there. All right. You've had your time. All right. You've had your time. I need you to shut it. and I need you to give me my time. Here I'm going. <sighs> I don't even... Tom Brady is retired. That's what you don't understand. He is retired. Everyone believes in this time. My favorite part is that everyone does believe him because I know for a fact next year he's going to come back and play for someone else and every year he's going to retire. Then every year he's going to come back a little bit later in the season and try to save a team. And it's probably going to work once in the next three years. And it's going to make everyone real mad. That's right. You know, it is what it is. Let's talk about this movie, though. Oh, remember the early 2000s? You tried to forget. No. These movies are here to chronicle the early 2000s and punish us for our sins. All right. Look, you're going to say tell me that he's an excellent filmmaker. Here's my thing. Every time I watch an interview of a movie I wasn't that interested in, I'm like, or even like music artists discussing their art. I'm like, oh, you meant to do all this stuff. You put a lot of thought into this. And I don't know why it surprised me every time, but it always makes me like them more, you know? And I'm like, I kind of like that. Happened to be with Shaggy. I watched a 30 minute video about Shaggy and how they made it wasn't me. I'm like, Shaggy, what a down to earth dude. I'm going to listen to more Shaggy. And to his credit, I have listened to more Shaggy. Let's talk about Shaggy. All right. The man who made the song, it wasn't me, which is like, right. The guy cheats, he gets caught and he's like, here's what you got to do. You got to say it wasn't me. All right. And he's like, what about all these reasons? He's like, no, you just say it wasn't me. That's how you that's how you play it. That's how you're a player, right? That song is on the same album as the song Angel. Shorty, you're my angel. You're my darling. All right? The song is the exact opposite of it. Was It wasn't me. It's like, here's how you play it. And Angel is like, I'll never love anyone else. I got to tell everyone how awesome how awesome my angel is. What is... Who is this man? I don't understand. I'm about to go on a deep dive. I'm about to listen to the whole album and do... What is it? What is... What it, what's Shaggy up to? I'll tell you what he's up to. He released an album of Frank Sinatra covers. Like 12 songs at least. All the hits. All the big Sinatra hits. Shaggy might be a better singer than Frank Sinatra. I'm not sure. All right? Check it out. He's a, he's also, much like T-Pain, he's got the voice of an angel, but he chooses to rap like Shaggy. All right? Oh, here we go. Michelle Rodriguez. I'm like you. Every time I see her, I'm like, Ah, uh, not Michelle Rodriguez again. Except she never wins me over. I'm always just like uh letty's here. You know what I'm saying? Let me tell you, my favorite line of the movie was hers, and it was awful. <laughs> some guy says some to her. She goes, "Blow me." It's like, oh, all right, she's here, all right. And I appreciated it, you know. I appreciate that she's here, but also it was like, so I just wasn't ready for it. You know what I'm saying? Like I wasn't ready for Michelle Rodriguez to say it. You know what I'm saying? but she did and we're proud of her. I don't, I'm not a fan. I know, look, I'm not, Bailey loves her because she is the ride or die. She's there, you know? I thought Fast and Furious series got better when she was killed off. And uh, when she came back, Bailey was like, thank goodness, the the series is saved, you know? So that's, that's where I'm at. Let's talk about this. Nipple Watch, we're back on it. Nipple Watch 2023, Tyler, you got us back into it. You thought it was gone. No, no, we're back in. Single nipple action, yes. Then I started writing down Nipple Watch 2023. I missed the second nipple. Don't worry. Bailey informed me there was the second nipple, all right? We got double nipple action. We did it. We're here. It's never-ending saga. We're always going to point it out, and that's what you pay us for, all right? Here's the thing. If I had a big critique of this movie, it would be the talking loud acting, all right? There are a lot of actors that are very clearly not that good, and that's not Mila Jovovich, it's not Michelle Rodriguez, they're great, but some of like the vanilla dudes in the squad are just like saying things loudly. They're not shouting, but they are saying them loudly, but they're also saying them like a robot, like a Google Home or Alexa might say, you know what I'm saying? like, And if Paul W.S. Anderson was that great a director, wouldn't he like be like, hey, maybe Slightly change the pitch or tone of your voice so it sounds like a human talking. But no, he didn't do it. You know what I'm saying? So I don't. I, I can't give him credit for it. All right? I can't do it. But they, they did it. I mean, I don't know. These people, I have so many questions for this crew, right? They're in the hive. Is it called the, hive, the beehive? The wasp nest? The hive? The hornet hole? I don't know what it's called. It's called something and they're going down and there's like i mean experiments on the floor there's thing, there's like a giant tube of amniotic not amniotic fluid was formaldehyde or something there's something in a tube it's spraying all over the place and they just walk through it it's like dude step around you're in i don't why would you walk right through the spraying gross liquid Cody, i'm
0: going to have to cut you off there all right first off it's not amniotic fluid all right it's like there is a there's a office that's been flooded it's full There are whole tiny little pinprick holes in the glass that are spewing out water. Water, and they walk through it, and they could easily step around it. I mean, it's it's a. I mean, you could see the other in that shot. You could see the other wall. Like they would have to like suck it in and like kind (laughs) of around. I'm like, just walk through it. They're hardcore. These are these are like the corporate kill squad. You know what I'm saying? These are cool dudes. Mm -hmm. All right. I found an article. I searched Resident Evil nipple. All right, and uh, I found <laughs> no. <laughs> nothing other than an article that says Resident Evil is ten years old this year, so it's an old article. Um, mm. uh, and yeah, there's some facts about it. That's we're the it.
1: only ones out here on Nipple Watch, and it's a good thing we're here. You let know, let me
0: tell you, Cody. I looked up the other movies that came out the same year as this, like, because I was gonna make a big point of like, see, look, not a lot of good movies coming out that same year. Cody, let me tell you. <laughs> This movie did not win the lottery in terms of release years. Okay, let me just run Mm. down a few of these gems for you. We got Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets, uh, Spider-Man. We got, um, oh, my favorite one, 28 Days Later, also a zombie movie. Oh. Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers, uh, Minority Report, Signs, uh, Eight Mile. A lot of heavy hitters. Born Identity. Oof. I see action movies. action movies and sci-fi
1: movies, even some zombie movies.
0: Uh The Ring, Lilo and Stitch, Treasure Planet, you know, Men in Black Two, A Walk to Remember. You know, I'm just saying like oh, Mandy. there's a scorp the Scorpion King. I'm just saying like any possible niche this could have fallen into to really blow <laughs> up that year was filled yeah. by a movie. It's like I would say in terms of B movies, Scorpion King is a better B movie, you know? Mm-hmm.
1: I mean I think Bee Movies probably the best B movie out there. If I mean yeah. in terms of like the amount of bees on screen, it kind of in in
0: terms of Jerry Seinfeld open. as a bee seducing a human woman, you're right, it is the best. Um yeah. but uh you know like I it would be hard to carve out. but I do think like <clears throat> I think the one and I forgot this, the thing that really kind of ate its lunch at the time was 28 days later, which is like yeah, they held up as like a great horror movie but i don't i still stand by you say like so i can't remember the actor's name um but the guy that does he talks very robotically he does that in any movie he's in that is just how colin solomon talks which to be fair his credit is he's credited as one He's one that has his call sign he's one um but like if so I watched all these behind the scenes things and I watched the movie. And when you think about it in terms of think about playing a game, especially from the nineties, early two thousands, right? Think about the, you know, the colonel or whatever in your ear, giving you the, um, what's it called? No, no. Hold on. What's it called? Cody, give me the, give me the name, Cody exposition. There we go. Exposition. It's he nails it to the point where I'm pretty sure that's the guy that voices a lot of those characters for that time period. And that's exactly like the way he's like, 18 hours ago, the Hive lost It's like, oh my gosh, I could see a little like super pixelated face popping up in the corner of the screen telling me all this stuff in a video game and me being like, how do F do I skip this dialogue? You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Like he, it's exact. So it makes sense where I forgot. I never, I, I guess I forgot or I never really realized how much they wanted to make, this was supposed to be a Resident Evil movie because the later movies mm-hmm. diverge hard like they stick on this because Resident Evil is like an anthology series right it's like they're all different things they kind of share every now and again they share characters but yeah they share characters a lot they, of like one-offs and but the theme is like supernatural zombie like characters that's like the, the the only thing that they all have in common right yeah but they've like this is the some story are
1: more line. like thrillers some are more action-y some are more horror-y yeah. But they all share the supernatural zombie enemy things.
0: Right. And so this is just like so this was just supposed to be based off that original game um, but they stuck on this storyline and games kind of went on their own. They kept doing their yeah. thing that they were going to do. And I didn't realize like yeah like all the actors and the writers and the director they all played the game a bunch and watched all like videos of all of them and like really tried to make like even they Talk Him talking about them going back and forth about, uh, well, where were they going to remake the movie? Because that's what they kind of wanted. Capcom, I think, wanted initially was him to make the game into a movie. And he said, no one's going to care. Because the people who are going to come to see it, they already know how it plays out. They played the game. So if you change it, which this is the genius of this man. He's new at this point. No, no, Cody. Because how many times have people made a video game movie where they just try to make the events of the games? Okay. Hmm. And what his response was, that's stupid. Anybody who's played the game knows what's going to happen. So you have to change it. But by changing it, you alienate that audience that came to see it because they love the story, because you changed the story they love. So you have to tell either a prequel or a sequel. And it's way safer to tell a prequel because everybody wants to know how you got here. And it doesn't mm-hmm. mess with the studio's ability to make a sequel. Then you're never going you don't want to compete him like saying things like you don't want to compete with the people making the game. I was like, put this man in charge of every video game adaptation. Maybe don't, yeah. you don't get it. maybe he doesn't have to direct it. Every script now has to pass this man. <laughs> every yeah. single script. Cody, let me tell you about a little show called Halo. All right. I love that show as a sci-fi show. It's fantastic, mm-hmm. like pop culture sci-fi show as a Halo adaptation for Halo fans. Awful. All right. It's the worst. It's just like they, what they should have done more than they did, give it to the Star Trek people. They didn't. They tried to be like, we're going to do something, Cody, to say it with me, where they're going to do it a little bit different. A little man. different. A oh, little man never. <laughs> right? And Paul's like, don't do that. Just fill in the gaps that the games leave. And I was like, this man's yeah. a freaking genius. Yeah. Yeah. Stand by. I mean, I, I hear you. I have more things to say, though. Say it, then.
1: And let me tell you the first thing. <laughs> The use of music in some of these scenes is, I would describe it as erratic. So <laughs> there, in particular, my favorite example of this is the dog scene where she's got to fight the dogs. It's like she goes back and forth. There's like a little bit of music. She does the fighting and then like the fighting intensifies. They do all the fighting. And then at the end of the fighting, there's like out of nowhere, really loud, intense music. It's like the fight just ended. I'm so confused. Why did you not use any score for anything until after the fight was this was the music that should have been playing during the fight 30 seconds ago. I don't know. They had a few of those where I was like, "What are we hold on? <laughs> you just you played no music where there should not have been music, then you played loud music where there shouldn't have been music I don't know, man. That it got me, but let's talk about the dogs, all
0: right?
1: Were there some good boys in this movie? Yes, they used real dogs. Were there some statues that didn't move? Yeah. In other shots. Yes. Were there also CG dogs? Yes. You can't have it all three way. <laughs> you can't do real dogs, a statue of a dog and a CG. You get two at best. All right. You got to commit to two out of the three. He did all three <laughs> and it was delightful to be like, "Wait, that's a real dog. That's just a statue. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Now they're doing full CG. Where are we at?
0: Well, Cody, you, so, Cody, what I'm hearing is you wanted Mila to kick a real dog in the face. And, I, you know, I cannot abide that, Cody. I, hey, I hey, I'm saying she can kick a CG dog in the face.
1: They just then can't show literal, uh, literally just a statue of a dog the next shot. <laughs>
0: I was like, wait, so I'm moving. Let what me tell you doing? this. <laughs> Every time I watch this movie, I've watched this movie several times at this point. Every single time. I'm blown away by the fact that they've got, like, real dogs in here and it's terrifies me it, and it is funny because that is something he's like that he's stressed out about a lot and was like, well, you have to get it right. Like you have to get the look and the feel of the dog scene so that it matches the game. It's like so the one I don't thing know. I
1: remember most from most zombie games I play, but any kind of like a survival horror game, as soon as the dogs came in, I'm like, Oh, can't believe you did this to me. It's the worst. Cause it always catches me as by surprise. And like in resident evil four, I you remember the scene where like okay I've been fighting these villagers for a while I'm starting to get the hang of it and then if you're listening closely there's a scene where you hear some dogs barking and then like 30 seconds later you get attacked by dogs (laughs) and it's like if you're not but it's the worst omen we're like oh there was a dog barking a minute ago and here they are eating my face and I hate it it gets me every time
0: I think that's something else that all the Resident Evils at least up to the point where this game or this movie came out had had in common Mm -hmm. I think they do. Still have it in common is the dogs, because they're such yeah. a terrifying like, out of nowhere like they'll crash through a window and they'll kill you instantly kind of yeah. moment. But it just I never expected someone who deviated so aggressively from the um, games storyline, which I don't even think actually. The more I think about, it, the more I think I don't think he did. I think the game just went their own way. You know, like they just kind of left the Raccoon City storyline behind. And he sticks with it, so you see the world like falling apart because of these zombies, you know, which is something you get a little bit of in the game, and then they move on. And seven, I think, is when they fully, yeah, switch. Then you just get you know hillbillies with black goop. Mm -hmm. Cody, spoil spoil seven for me. Is it magic or is it science?
1: Um, you know, if you're asking me to guess, I would guess magic. I have not played it, and I don't know.
0: I think you're right. I've played it in VR, Cody. Ooh. It's a fun time. I'll tell everybody out there, uh. Cody, PSA to everybody, they, they're sitting out here, they're saying Resident Evil 7, too scary. I'm saying, like, mm. pop on that VR headset, is way less scary. You can be like, hello, like, peeking around the corner, like, anybody <laughs> there? Oh, there he is. And you just kind of scuttle away. You know? like, <laughs> it's real easy. People really like 7. From what I hear, I mean,
1: I think 4 is like the all-time best Resident Evil game, but I think people like 7 a lot.
0: And seven's a fun time, right? Seven's a fun time. Man. And then, um, you know, 8, she's big, Cody. She's a big lady. She, uh, everybody want, Everybody's like, play. Make, give me 8 in VR, you know? And I'm like, you're a bunch of, you want 8 in VR? <laughs> Superb. Cody, can I spoil 8 a little bit? Can I spoil? I never played it, but yeah, can I spoil I it mind. just a little bit? Can, a whole, spoilers for Resident Evil Village 8. Um... She dies pretty early on, if I, if I understand this I correctly. I think she's so, a minor
1: villain of the yeah, game, right? she's
0: not the main person, but she she's is just there. a cultural
1: icon. She's a big point, lady,
0: though. right? She's a big mommy, right? And everybody loves her, okay? Cody, you can't deny she is a mother. She has children, right? How dare you yeah, try to take true. that
1: from her? I won't, <laughs> I won't deny her her children.
0: Tyler, I got, let's
1: talk about this. <laughs> okay. I uh, Here's the thing. I started the movie, well, another one of my favorite lines was towards the beginning when the disaster's first starting some dude loud talks the experiments move them and i was like oh, we're doing it we haven't committed to the dialogue or the delivery of the dialogue and i'm here for it and um i start i had so many questions i was like what the oh, it looks like he dropped that vial but then he throws it like he threw it and what's going why do i care about this guy bumping into people the coffee and i was like this is dumb this is a lame movie And then at the end, when it explains the whole thing where it's like, anyway, a guy was here and he threw the vial to cause the virus to spread. And that's why he bumped into the guy. I was like, oh, my goodness, that's smart. This is a smart written movie when I thought it was so dumb the whole time. And that's my thing. I really like the twist at the end just of that of being like, oh, this dude was here and did the thing, you know. So I liked that it tied into the intro. That was, I think, the smartest thing about the movie for me as I was like, oh they tied this whole thing together with a bow. And now I'm like, if I rewatched it, I'd be interested to even just rewatch the first 10 minutes and be like, Oh my goodness. That explains all this stuff. So that I think was one of the strongest points of the movie. Um, yeah. So I think that for me was the thing that if I had anything positive to say about it, that was the main thing where I was like, Oh, that was a smart way to do. Oh. And then the last thing was just, they go to the whole thing. Right. And she makes it out, but a lot of her friends don't and whatever. And they stop the thing. Except she gets captured at the end and she's put in the thing. And then when she leaves the facility, it's like, oh, the raccoon city disaster just happened. You know, I know and it like skips know. ahead.
0: So um, <clears throat> I was wondering if you would uh, skip past this, you know, because it's, it's it's happening while they're getting captured, Cody. You know, and I know mm-hmm. you. I know you're out here. I know you're getting bored of these movies, not paying mm-hmm. attention. So they seal the, the hive. They've, Mm -hmm. they've contained the breach. Yeah. So as they're, as the white people, the people in the white are taking them away and you know, that you get him saying another good, like tease for the, um, people who play the games is you get them carting off the, the cop guy, right. Saying, I want him in the nemesis program. You hear like the, yeah, the guy who's the voice, I think of the umbrella corporation in the games. I want Mm -hmm. him in the. The Nemesis program. So everybody who's played Resident Evil 2, I think, is the one where Nemesis is in it. Everybody's like, oh gosh, you know, I know what that is. Um, and then he says, like, then he tells them to get ready. They want he wants to open up the hive and find out what happened. Mm. Which to me is a cool like explanation of how they were able to win and get out, but also we do need raccoon city to fall, you know? Mm-hmm. Like we need the breach to not be contained. But at the same time, is like You just sent in a team to do. They did the thing. You sent a team to do. You sent a team Mm -hmm. to seal the break, to seal it, shut it down, stop the, stop whatever was going on. So, so why are you immediately like, get me back in there? (laughs) Like they did the thing. You you've lost your whole team accomplishing the mission now. But Mm -hmm. to be fair, you will see. The Umbrella, it is nothing but, but if not consistent for the, what the Umbrella Corporation does throughout the rest of the movies. They are the epitome of a slimy, hyper-capitalistic society corporation that cares nothing it's, for uh, consequences. Jeff
1: Bezos plus Musk plus Trump equals, you know, it's like yeah. an all-encompassing giant. Yeah,
0: I mean, the Umbrella the Corporation, the whole the thing is it's supposed to make those corporations look like real good guys, you know, like. By comparison, they look like real- it's Umbrella,
1: because it's like, see, it's an umbrella, under the umbrellas, all this stuff.
0: Yes, exactly. You get it? Yeah.
1: Um, yeah, so I think at the end of the movie, I was like, well, I love the twist that she gets out of the lab, and she's like, what the F happened, right? I thought that was a really awesome twist to like a movie that I didn't like that much. Mm-hmm. And it being like a prequel to the first game, I was like, oh, this is pretty cool. It's a cool way to do it. So that, for me, was like the strongest thing of the movie let me tell you what I don't like. And it's not this movie's fault. It's I think it's like a trope of the genre, of the zombie genre. Why are we surprised when the wounded people are turning into zombies? Like, she's seen four people turn into zombies. This dude has been torn to shreds by the monster at the end. The other guy who got bit by the monster at the end turned into a zombie. And then she's like, oh, no, he's turning into a zombie. It's like, well, what do you... You never gave him the medicine, and he got bit. So what are we... It always happens, but it's like, wait, you're turning into a zombie, but you were bit and only six other people got bit and they all turned into zombies. You know what I'm saying? So what's that about? Why do they always got to do it? Why can't they be more
0: smart like me? Yeah. Yeah. But then they wouldn't have the movie, you know, let me tell you my favorite part about this movie. It's going to sound stupid. Right. But I've seen it so much that it's something that I feel like I know I, I I've noticed it before and I appreciate the genius of it so hard. Them saying, all right, we got to make a super high tech looking hologram uh, projector. Let's use one of those like stage lights, robotic stage lights. And that's what they used to be the projector for the Red Queen. And I'm mm-hmm. always like, man, shout out to you guys. Like, that's so G. Je- Cause that thing still looks like a super futuristic piece of technology, but it's mm. just like a regular old robotic. Like, you'd have that on any high production value, like stage show. You'd yeah. have like, 50 of those pointing lights all over the place.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, that was another thing I liked about the movie. I thought the idea of the AI um, Red queen thing, I thought that was interesting. I yeah. liked that
0: touch as well. I will tell you, I don't know when I can't remember if it's the next movie or later, but you know, maybe, maybe Cody, maybe she's referenced again. <gasps> what?
1: Uh, okay. Let's talk about my other big critique. And, you know, this is just me because I'm a heartless man. Yeah. I wish I cared more about any of these characters. I was like, it's an interesting idea to pop up Mila Jovovich and be like, we don't know who she is. We don't know what's going on. She's naked. She's got these pictures. She doesn't know what it all means, you know? But, like, I didn't care that much. And then she got her fake husband, and I didn't care about him. And Michelle Rodriguez was there, and you know how we feel. And, you know, like, there wasn't – I wish – There's so many questions around who this character is that I don't have like the, I don't know. I don't have that main character. I'm really rooting for this person. You know, it's like, there's so much going on and so many questions about who is what and doing, you know. But like I said, that's probably just me being a heartless man. But I was like, I don't care too much about any of these people, you know.
0: Yeah. I mean. I don't know how to fix it, but that's me. Colin Salmon. Salmon? Salmon. One of those two. Um, he's the one that I like the most, and I always am sad that he dies so early, you know. Mm. But like, I did the, you know, every time I see them fall apart, I'm always like kind of blown away at how good those people getting sliced in half still looks. Yeah, I'm always just like, man. Like, I feel like if Paul, Paul, mm, you know, Anderson wanted to, he could make these awesome like sci-fi or horror movies. But I mean. If I'm honest, Cody, if I see like people like, I'm trying to think, if you take someone like um, Shyamalan, right, and I Shyamalan, who makes mm-hmm. horror thriller movies, right, with the twist, and yeah. I think, okay, let's take from Signs to current Shyamalan, and then from this uh, Resident Evil to the last Resident Evil movie, which one would I rather be the director of? Which with like series of movies would I rather be the director? Hands down, one hundred percent, no doubt. Resident Evil. I, mm-hmm. I imagine every day is so much fun on these movies because they're so ridiculous and they get more ridiculous. It goes the route of, you know, any of these things where, of like, um, you know, Fast and Furious or Transformers or you know, you know Resident Evil is always like the third one. I feel like what people would say in that group where they just get more and more ridiculous. But I feel yeah. like Resident Evil was the first one to understand exactly what it was and lean into it hard. Yeah. And then um, the difference being that the uh, the type of movie wasn't going to lead to the kind of success that like Bat Superior Furious leaning into what it was hard led to, you know? hmm But they both had Michelle Rodriguez, so, you know, Tyler, same level of quality. I'm realizing Paul W. Sanders and his
1: more interesting movies than I've realized because- mm-hmm. Some people call out shopping as a really interesting, his first movie, which has Jude Law. And I've not heard anything about it. Charles. just reading his bio, but it's the first movie they call out. So that's interesting. He did a few blockbusters, including like Pompeii and not blockbuster, like action, you know, Death Race, Three Musketeers. That was a kind of big deal movie. But he also made a movie that is on my watch list uh, called Event Horizon. Which is supposed to Mm -hmm. be, like, some people laud it as, like, a truly unsung, like, cult sci-fi classic. And other people are like, no, it wasn't that good. But you should at least see it for, like, I don't know if it's the writing or just, like, the sets and the design of everything. Um, So, anyway, I mean.
0: I've heard it's a truly horrifying horror movie. He also, to be fair, did make Mortal Kombat. That's, I think, why he ended up getting approached for this one. Because he made Mortal Kombat. Right. So, I mean,
1: and he did it alien versus predator. So it's not like you know, we kinda tease him like, Oh yeah, he's just in Resident Evil movies since then. But what he's done is Resident Evil, Alien versus Predator, Death Race, Resident Evil Afterlife, Three Musketeers, Resident Evil Retribution, Pompeii, Resident Evil Final Chapter. So like he's doing every other he's doing movies in between
0: yeah. Resident Evil projects. So he also like his movies, I would say, can be classified as fun movies to watch. They are like yeah. let's get together, bunch of bunch of friends, we're let's They're the kind of movie that you would watch for a movie night. You know, they're not going to like win an Oscar, but they're going to you're going to have the DVD to watch again and again with friends. You know,
1: I don't know if we can be in his corner. I just saw the name of his child is ever, ever Anderson. That's rough.
0: You know, what are we doing here? Cody, in the in the uh, in the realm of weird names, celebrity weird names, I feel like that's not that bad. Ever Anderson.
1: Happily Ever Anderson. I mean, he's teeing <gasps> him up for like a reality show, right? Yes. Come on. 100%. Come on.
0: He knows what he's about, all right? Uh, they also, he also, yeah, also he made is. Monster Hunter, which I heard is pretty good. And have one of those Which is Neco another babies. video game adaptation. So I'm okay, just saying did like. He, did he produce?
1: Oh, no, he did direct it. He wrote, he wrote it. That's the new. Directed it. I that's think. his last
0: project, even. Yeah. Well, he's got a in, TV In series. the Lost
1: Lands is next, and it is in post-production.
0: I mean, yeah, he does stuff like he's been consistently doing movies and it always amazes me because I feel like the types of movies he makes every time I go in to watch them are like, so whenever I see like they've got a trailer for Monster Hunter shown right now and I'm like, oh, so it's going to be like trash movie. And I'm like, this movie like looks like a big budget Monster Hunter movie. (laughs) Like it looks like someone made a Monster Hunter movie, which is amazing to me. His next movie
1: is called In the Lost Lands. It stars Mila Jovovich, surprise, surprise, and Dave Bautista. And uh, it's based on a George R. R. Martin
0: story. Is he like secretly the best director of all time? We were talking about that before we started recording. Is he the best?
1: Well, you know, he is quoted saying, I don't think I could have more respect for Ridley Scott and Jim Cameron. They're gods of filmmaking. There you go. I do think... He He knows his place.
0: Well, he does talk about uh, Ridley Scott a lot uh, using... I do think, um, based on the things I saw and things I've seen from him before, like he views himself kind of like he makes cheap versions of what Ridley Scott does. like He makes the cheap yeah. dollar store version of what he does,
1: which is fair. Um, all right. Since we're on the Paul W. S. Anderson train, how about this piece of trivia? Sick and tired of having to explain the significance of the reigning frogs in Magnolia, he added the initials W.S. to his name to avoid confusion with indie filmmaker Paul Thomas Anderson. Unfortunately, the modified name is too similar to another celebrated auteur, Wes Anderson. And Paul is constantly fielding questions about what it's like to work with Bill Murray. I mean, it is funny that he like his name is in between Paul Thomas Anderson and Wes Anderson, who like could not be more indie filmmaker dudes. And he's like, I'm just trying to out here trying to make these cool video game movies. (laughs) And then these two indie filmmakers have ruined his life. But, you know, it's fine. It is what it is.
0: Yeah. Like I definitely think, you know, he makes fun. That's the best way to describe it. He's a fun dude. Yeah. Because he cares about... It's kind of like what I hope happens with um, Henry Cavill being the, like, the executive producer of the... Was it Netflix? Is it Netflix doing the Warhammer stuff?
1: I don't know who's doing it, but someone's... I don't think it's Netflix because there's any The Witcher thing just happened. I think yeah. it's
0: not Netflix. So it's whoever... Whoever's doing the Warhammer things because he's like a super nerd for it. He cares about it, and like, yeah, this seems kind of how all W. S. Anderson is for all these random properties he makes movies out of. He researches it, and says, "All right, how can I make this without ticking off the fans of of this thing?" Yeah, but, but is he going to make a Tom fun?
1: Cruise movie with raining frogs in it?
0: Probably Shh, not. Maybe. Probably not. You know, here's what I would ask him if I could ever talk to him: What's it like working with Bill Murray? Right.
1: Well, it it is funny because to your point about him making fun movies, we talked a lot about Paul Thomas Anderson earlier. And look, I love Paul Thomas Anderson. And like, I will probably see most, if not all of his movies, because they're very interesting. And there have been some great movies he's done, but also they are long and dry. And sometimes I don't like them, you know, so like he's always present at the awards. Honestly, my favorite movie of his is Licorice Pizza, which is like the least consequential of all his movies. It's like, yeah, it was at the awards. It didn't get that much attention. It's just like kind of a silly, fun, weird movie. You know, not like there will be blood where it's like Paul Thomas Anderson is out. You know, uh, Daniel Day-Lewis is here and he's got a hat and he's an oil man. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, that's the guy's
0: name. Daniel Day-Lewis. Would it be
1: easy? (laughs) There we go. Yeah. I mean, it's easier for me to throw on Mortal Kombat and be like, "Yeah, I can watch. This is easy to watch," you know. Versus mm-hmm. if I'm sitting down for a P.T. Anderson movie, I'm like in it. I have to, I have committed. And I'm like, I gotta look at this. I gotta watch it, and I gotta really think about what all of it means because it's not always clear, you know. So I'll give I'll give W.S. Anderson that. You know, the I would more say watchable, this. the more yeah. digestible than. Something like a two and a half hour movie about Daniel Day Lewis selling oil rigs,
0: you know? How about this? How about we come? How about we agree on this part here? Okay. All right. Yeah. I, I think W.S. Anderson has as much fun with making movies as Wes Anderson does. Mm-hmm. Wes Anderson yep. is just uh, crazier. It mm-hmm. does d- a different stuff. There is a poll on IMDb with 7,560 votes. Okay. Anderson versus Anderson versus Anderson. All right. Where Wes Anderson is number one with 3,821 votes. Paul yep. Thomas Anderson, number two with 3,048 votes. And Paul W.S. Anderson, number three, with 691 votes. Oof. So that's the definitive list. I
1: will agree with the results of that poll. Wes Anderson is the man.
0: Yeah. I mean, he is the best Anderson. And I bet you, here's the thing he is
1: a combination of the two. He has the fun, but he makes like the indie movies, you know? Let's
0: put it this way, Cody. Of those three men, Paul Thomas Anderson, he would fight against this list. You know it. You know, he'd argue. He'd say, no, I'm the best, you know? Wes Anderson, he'd say, "No, no, I don't think I'm the best." You know, I think we all make our own kind of movies. And Paul W. Anderson would say, "I'm just happy to be on the list." Are you kidding me? Wes Anderson, way better. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I feel funny that that's what they would say. You know, if you know if anybody's ever asked him, but don't tell me because that's probably not what they said. Uh, probably what not. I mean, be. I'm looking
1: at Paul Thomas Sanderson's movies. I have a lot to watch still, and but let me tell you. If you're ever going to sit down for the master, like maybe start with some of his other movies, you know what I'm saying? Like it's a little, it's a, it's a big one. It's a big commitment. And let me tell you, I don't think there's any answers. So there you go. I'll just throw that out there.
0: You know, I, I mean, I appreciate it. You know, appreciate you saying it. Pizza.
1: All right, Tyler, is it time to rate this movie or we got to, do we have anything else to talk about? With resident evil.
0: I mean, there's, you could talk about so many things really, you know, it's like an endless bottomless trench of just fun details of the movie, you know, like, I don't know. I mean, the only other thing, like I, I've already kind of said it, but I just want to reiterate, like I, cause I forget every time and I appreciate the, just the simple things that he brings to like making a video game adaptation that it seems like no one else is capable of getting through their thick skulls. All right. Like everyone else is idiots when it comes to they're like, oh, what are we going to do Here's what we're going to do. We're going to take Cyclops and make it make him be a cop in Montana. And then they're going to go to San Francisco with Sonic. And that's the Sonic movie. It's like, that's a you know, you made a movie that's good that Sonic is in it. It's an okay movie Mm. that also has Sonic in it. And then everybody's like, boom, you nailed it. Gold star. You cleared the curse or they're like, cool. I'm a up and coming director. I'm gonna say I'm gonna do things a little bit differently. If Mm. here's a shout out to every single person that is being given a video game adaptation project. If you change the story of the game, you are alienating the only people who will come see your stupid movie. Yeah. That's it. If you change the story, you are alienating those people and you will like you're not gonna make any money. That's you're not going to get a second movie. Don't plan on making a second movie. Just say, Hey, what holes in this story can I fill in? Cause that's what he did. He did. And he mm-hmm. made a fantastic movie that fits seamlessly into a long running video game franchise. that does not compete with it. That is at the same quality as the video game has the same characters that overlap and just slides right in there. Cody, here's the, here's the hole, right? And it just oh. meh, slides right in there. Okay. Would you say (laughs) that the writing and the the quality of this movie is different from the quality of the writing and storytelling in those first four Resident Evil games? I've only played
1: four, but I think it's hard to say because I haven't played them. But I mean, from what I know about them, I think I would agree with that. But I think that does do an injustice to the video games, especially Resident Evil 4, which is like has like really awesome like gameplay and you know the world of it is better yeah. you know what i'm saying but as a franchise you're like yeah no it it keeps a lot of the spirit of it and uh yeah
0: yeah but i'd like so the area they deal with so this is a prequel to the first game mhm so they have the same elements of the world and the same rules right so that alone is something that most people that do video game adaptations can't seem to wrap their heads around is like keeping the same rules as the video game which he even talks about it in an interview where he's like alright the game established these rules and then like oh yeah there's other movies or other types like people who were in the writing team that wanted to do this type of zombie or this type of zombie and he's like like one of the things he brought up is he's like one thing it's established there are no fast zombies fast zombies don't exist in the Resident Evil franchise and you're gonna say like well, what about this and that it's like they're different they're not the bog standard zombie your bog standard mm-hmm. person that's been turned into whatever type of zombie They're not fast. But there are a lot of people that wanted him to make the zombies fast in this. And he's like, no, that's against the rules of the universe. Yeah. So it's just stuff like that. that I just. Yeah. Whether you like or hate the movie, just shout out to him for like accepting that there are rules set by the game maker, the developers of the game that he just followed those rules and tried to tell Mm -hmm. a story that fit into the world.
1: Yeah. I will say just calling out video game adaptations, the last of Us show has been really good. And that's easier because the games are super cinematic already, but they've Mm -hmm. done a great job of saying, hey, uh, we're going to take a lot of scenes straight from the game because they have these great cinematics to go off of. But kind of like this, like we're going to add some details and like answer some questions that weren't addressed in the game or be like, hey, this is a chance for us to expound on it, you know? So uh, we're going to throw this scene in there and this explanatory thing and the backstory of this character that maybe you didn't think about, you know? So... You're looking for a good video game adaptation. Last of Us has been really good so far.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, I think everybody at this point does agree that it takes the crown. It's the king video game adaptation of all time right now, for sure. Right? Yeah. I dare you, Cody. I dare you to look me in the eye and say that Last of Us video, The Last of Us show is not the best. I can't say it. I can't do it. I'll say Resident Evil is Uh, an okay video game adaptation. uh,
1: well, but, should we slap a rating on it?
0: Yeah, I want to slap a rating on it. Cody, do you have your rating? Do you, are you are you arguing it? Are you debating it? Are you do you feel
1: it? I'm afraid to speak if we're being honest and um
0: What do say it, you coward. Uh,
1: I don't wanna get in trouble, you know?
0: Going to. You're gonna.
1: Just I'm flip-flopping in my brain. Search your feelings. Didn't like it. So, <laughs> I mean, it's I'm fine. You're not a, supposed to like it. I'm going to give it a D plus. Oh,
0: it's,
1: it's right on the cusp of a C minus. I'll give it that, just for the fact of that that twist ending that I thought was great. But there's too much.
0: D plus. How about you? I'm going to give it a B. Okay. Here's the thing. I was going to give it an A because I was. It sh- is a B shocked. movie, and I th- was thought this movie is so much like. This movie is better than the other movies in that it is more of a mainstream like going for mass market appeal. I feel like like it's better movie, but I do feel like the later movies in this series are more fun. Like the movie series, they're like, look, we came out of the same years 28 Days Later. We're just not going to be able to compete on the on, with those ones. So let's just go yeah. hard into the fun. Let's take what video, like that's the thing. Video games don't try, with the exception of games like. Last of Us, don't try to like be Oscar worthy with their stories. (laughs) They try to be fun. The story doesn't, you don't want the story to get in the way of the gameplay and I feel like the later movies do take that same but they don't want the story to get in the way of the fun, cool adventure stuff, you know? Yeah. So I'll give it a B. I think it's a good, it's a fun horror movie that it's not scary enough. I think unless you have a serious like phobia of Zombies—it's not really going to scare anybody that bad. But you're going to have some fun. Right. You're going to laugh at the goofiness. You're going to be like, "What?" It's got better twist ending than Signs. I'll say it right now: Signs sucks as a movie. Can we agree on that fact? Nah, it's a good one. Yeah, sorry. So, <laughs> all right, are we gonna—you want me to disp- do the thing? You gotta whip out. You gotta
1: whip out the machine. Machine.
0: All right. Oh, gonna, I
1: did have a proposal. As you are whipping it out. Oh, yes. Okay. Um, I know at a certain point we're like, well, what if we hit a franchise of movies? We're planning on doing it all. What do we do? So you have two options here. Number one, I propose that we run through the Resident Evil movies as mini episodes. So that's one option. The other option, we can leave it in the machine and whenever it comes up, we do the next one in the series. Or we can I, leave all the rest of the sequels in the machine and as whenever a Resident Evil movie pops up, we do the next one. You know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah which we did discuss this when it first popped up. And at the time I was on the fence. I was on the side of, well, I'll just leave it in there. And we'll, when it comes back up, we'll do the second one. And, but but now I got to tell you, Cody one, I think the movies are better and only make sense when watched (laughs) in rapid succession. It is (laughs) in the best way possible. It is basically a TV show. Yeah. That you kind of like need to watch them back to back to back or else you're going to be like, There's going to be times there's a villain character that pops up, Cody. That I got to tell you, every time I watch this series, I'm like, has this guy been here the whole time? Because he just appears and they're like, we meet again, turtleneck man. (laughs) And I'm like, who is this guy? (laughs) Where did he come from? And they're like, we've been fighting for 40 years. I'm like, I've never heard of you, but have you worked? So you're going to have to help me to see the guy with the turtleneck. Just remember that. It's like
1: when the uncle shows up to Thanksgiving and you're like, wait, wait, hold on. You've got a brother. Wait, I was supposed to know about it. <laughs> like all this history. You're like, wait, I don't.
0: Oh, it's just like, it's so funny because he's introduced like, yes, I'm here. I've been here the whole time. And I'm like, are you, who are you? <laughs> so you'll know the part I'm talking about when we get there. It's very funny. And it, it, uh, yeah, I guarantee. I hope, I hope desperately that you're like, no, no, he's been here the whole time. But what I'm guessing <laughs> is you're going to be like, when did this guy get introduced? And oh, we're going to have a whole episode just talking about this man. He's a treasure, Cody. He's my favorite part of the later movies. Okay. Wonderful. But I think, yeah, We let's just run through them. Let's do them right now. Go watch them. Right. We'll come back. Go we'll watch them all right now. Come back. I'll leave we'll the recording on.
1: going and I'll we'll yeah. just hop back
0: in when I'm done. Watch them with us, everybody. Throw them on. You know, you can probably pirate them somewhere. No one's checking on these movies. <laughs> yeah. Allegedly. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's <laughs> the legal defense, right? right.
1: There you go, <laughs> man. Well, want to thank everyone for tuning in. You can follow us and share us with your friends wherever you find your podcast. We are Opinion Havers. We're allegedly on social media <laughs> at Opinion Havers. You can yell at us if you're sick of Resident Evil movies. You want us to do something else? Hey, let us know. We'll we'll throw it in the mix. All right. Till next time, watch movies.
0: And have opinions. Let me tell you about these behind-the-scenes interviews. They talk about it like it's a masterpiece book, and it's very funny. Wow. Like, it's yeah, I, was, uh, I played through the game and just the storytelling, and I'm like, hold now, no storytelling in the Resident <laughs> Evil games. It's like, I went through that, oh, and there's a dog that killed me. That's the storytelling, <laughs> right? Like I studied the source material. You didn't study nothing. You've played video oh, games. Man. <laughs>